KFNX News Talk Radio 1100, it's Chatterbox, where you'll find the latest news, interviews, and updates about the gaming world. The views and opinions expressed are those of the host, the guests, and callers only, and not necessarily those of KFNX News Talk Radio 1100. And now, here's your host for Chatterbox. So here we are, another week of uh, Chatterbox Video Game Radio. I'm along, and I'm Ara, and uh, we've got we've got a few things here to chat about. Um, we were gonna actually have uh, a pseudo celebrity man, Danny B, in the studio with us this week. Uh, that's been moved to next week. Am I right? That is correct, sir. Next week, when we'll be talking about Super Meat Boy, which is kind of like I'm I'm not quite sure how it happened, but it's the big buzz on pretty much everywhere. Uh, somehow this this game has caught the eye of pretty much uh, everyone who writes about games to the point that they're all talking about it being the greatest game ever. Do, and, do you think that's true? Uh, I don't feel as strongly about it as everyone else seems to. I think it's a good game. Yes. It's not the most amazing game in the world, but then again, no games are. Well, I know. The, a lot of people are enamored by all of the elements that create nostalgia, and I'm I'm pretty... You're not enamored by those elements. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm resistant to nostalgia in a in a pretty big way, and uh, I think what part of what makes that game so enticing to people is how it, it simplifies things and brings them back to you know the days of of Mario and stuff like that. Um, sure, I so. think there can be something said for that too. But I also see the value in a game that actually does a good job of. You know, Twitch mechanics and being a difficult game instead of one that you just grind through and you can just start over and over and over until you get through a level. Or I have a bone know, to pick. This with, lets you do that with that uh, with that adjective, by the way. Which one? Twitch. And I'll tell okay. you something about the word Twitch. Now, people bandy this word around, right? Like, what's a Twitch? What is a Twitch? Yeah, I'm, I'm asking you. What what is? Can you define a Twitch for me? Uh, I would say a a subtle but important movement, something okay. like small but effectual. Okay, so uh, I'm going to posit that um, a Twitch has some baggage along with that, right? And the and the baggage is that there's there's a sense that a Twitch is not necessarily a action that you make that's actually like of your own volition. Right, it's like oh, like you know, it's just like some kind of like flailing, rapid movement. That anyway, the, the that's not how the word is used. I mean, I'm thinking. I, I hope it's not used. Sometimes I think that it's really used in that sense. Well, when people say like Twitch, there's like this kind of like underlying implication that like because the action right that is twitchy or has been described as twitchy happens uh, so quickly in such a small time interval. That there's this implication I get that there's just because of that nature there it's impossible for that to be something that you've thought about right or it's it's like it's uh, how do I put it the other way right it's like it's like there's it's like it's devoid of 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 thought and meaning almost well so I disagree do you get that and that's good I'm glad that you don't get that right well I mean I understand what you're saying I just disagree. With what? With you saying that it's something that happens uh, without you thinking about it. That's good. I'm glad that you disagree because I, I think a lot of people throw that word around 
like it's it's you know if it's if it's a twitch right it's almost like there's something like unconscious about it right well so i think it can be partly that it can be like when you're so in tune with a game that you don't even realize you're thinking about it obviously your brain sees the input like what's going well, on and you react to it's it. another it's level reactive. of interaction let me let me let me give you another analogy to frame this a little more can, can we start with an actual example of well, what a twitch motion would be for well, our listeners well like 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 my neck is no in a game head. oh in, in a game. game okay because okay so like my my neck was like rapidly like twitching all over the place yeah um i don't know it's well you you're running at a really high speed rate of speed and you jump over something right or something is about it's coming at you really fast and you have to dodge very quickly that's one example i want to give an example that that might hit home with everyone okay go for so it. uh you know not any specific level or something you don't have to remember a certain point but everyone pretty much remembers playing super mario brothers yeah. and at some point you have to jump from one platform to another and that final platform may be very small you know, right right that thing in that f that really uh, that f u moment in yeah. like eight one or whatever so uh or or better yet a level that has some uh, ice on the floor so there it's slippery so like you right. jump you hit this platform and then you realize that you know the last possible second before you're about to die wait i need to make a movement right. to react to prevent right, right. my death in, i in need other to words, turn left when i was going yeah, right regardless of how much for planning you may have you you it, it puts you in a spot where you have no choice but to react to the last like half a second of action that happened and you have no other information about it yeah, or right. it could be just like you're jumping on the small platform and you jump from far away. And in midair, as games let you do, you can control your jumping. Like, So you can stop jumping as far if you press to the left. Sure, sure. Stuff like that. So the whole time you're, you're twitching, meaning like you're hitting a left a little bit and then right a little bit. And uh, it's kind of like in a driving game when you're, you're left, right, left, right. Right. Th- these, are all, these are all adjustments or reactions that you have to make within a very small time interval. That's how yeah. I... And I, I would like claim define. that they are conscious, although there are sometimes you're in such a zone that you don't yeah. feel like they're conscious. They just sort of happen. But right. obviously you're well, thinking about it. It's a whole other level, right? Yeah. Let, let, me, let, let me reframe this a little bit, okay? So this, that word kind of goes along in the same group when people talk about, say, mindless shooters. You've heard the word mindless often association associated like with that red star game with very fast paced action games sometimes like red star right and here's, i was joking but here's, sure. the, here's the irony well well it has been used to describe game that game and games like that right and i have a certain amount of disdain for those associations because these are interactions that are happening in very very small time intervals and it, it those kinds of implications basically just discount the the meaning and depth that these interactions have and i think that they have a lot of meaning and depth they're just on a different level it's not i'm going to think about my chess move for 15 minutes it's a completely different dynamic and just because it's a different dynamic and just because lots of people who play games can't even hope to approach that point of skill where they can appreciate what i'm talking about and there are a lot of people who fall in that category just because of that, it shouldn't be ignored and it shouldn't be um, criticized. And it's like it's like the I've black kind of lost sheep track of, of what you're are, we, are we talking about Twitch again? Yes, Twitch, or mindless Twitch. shooting. It's well, they're, they're they're part and parcel of the same thing. That's why I brought up that second part. Yeah, you're suggesting that the Twitch gaming happens a lot in shooters because there's so many bullets. Right. In general, I don't like to use the word Twitch because it has that that kind of some. To me, it has that underlying implication 
you're suggesting that it, it doesn't relay the idea that there's actually a lot of work going into this sort of gameplay. Exactly. Exactly. It took me a, a really long time to figure out what you're trying to say. Well, I'm glad you so, figured it out. So, right. Or in other words, right? If it because it's Twitch, therefore somehow it's not a skill, right? That's the baggage that I'm talking. I about. I understand now. what you're saying now. Yeah. And it and it is. It's a really important skill. It's a really awesome skill. Not only that, it's. This is this is I mean I've talked in the past a little bit about this but this is one of the reasons why I play games it's because when you're when you're in the zone and you're playing a game like that right I find that in the best of circumstances I'm actually able to do more and dodge things faster and better than I ever thought I could in the very very best circumstance right somehow my hands are actually going faster than what my conscious mind can do. And that is an incredible, awesome, unique feeling that's only associated with mastery of these types of things. And that should not be discounted. The, the, the best example I have of that from my personal experience, uh, believe it or not, Dance Dance Revolution. Yeah, it's, that's the sort of thing. Yeah, music games, um, shooters, like classic 2D shooters, um, can really prime that sort of state in a person. And that's why I love those types of games so much. All right, well, so next, Super week, Meat Boy. next week we'll be talking more about Super Meat Boy with Danny B, who, uh, who wrote the music, yes. performed, conducted, whatever you want to call it. The, everything associated with the music, I, I suppose. I haven't actually asked if that's right, but... We will suppose, ask him. And since other the whole game was developed by basically him. two guys, he was essentially the third guy. Yeah, the there, music guy. there was a fourth guy, too. Was there? Yeah. The graphics guy? I, I don't know his role, but there was a fourth guy. I don't want to discount the fourth guy either. Okay. Twitch is kind of like the fourth guy in gameplay. You don't want to leave him out. <laughs> you think? Yeah. Okay. He could be the most important guy for all we know. Good. Well, um, I also want to say on a completely different subject, uh, this weekend was spent similarly to last weekend for me. Uh, I drove to California and then drove back, and that sucks when you don't live in California. <laughs> And you have to do that. So, But when uh, you don't pick up a nail in your tire, then it even doesn't suck more. Well, I'm lucky in that respect. <laughs> and I'm not. So I, uh, I just want to say uh, congratulations to my friend David, who is in the video game industry, works for EA, uh, and has been on the show a couple times in the past. Uh, he finally got himself a young lady and got married and is now apparently enjoying a honeymoon off in some island somewhere. So way to go. He All probably right. won't hear this. But that's good for me, I guess. That's good for you. All right, so we've got three segments coming up. The remainder of the show, uh, if you want to call us and discuss uh, whatever you want or the things that we're talking about on the show, feel free. 866-536-1100 is uh, how you'll get to us. 866-536-1100. Also, you can go to our website, chatterboxgameshow.com. There's even a chat room there that I haven't attended in a long time, but I think I'll jump on there during the break and uh, see if we can communicate with some people in chat. Uh, We've got a few things we're going to talk about. When we come back, what's what's one? Last week we were going to talk about something yeah. that we didn't get to. Yeah. Well, we, well, there was a lot of things. Uh, actually, there, there was quite. A you bit. know what? We got we got about two minutes, so let's let's pick up some of the light stuff. Yeah. Okay. So. The um, boat. Yeah. So Connect's coming out next, like what? Next week? Next Tuesday, I next assume. Tuesday? It's always Tuesdays, but it's like the second, I this, think. This is funny. Just just in time for the Supreme Court to hear oral oral arguments about the uh, California's law about violent video games. Saturday is the second, so maybe maybe it's Saturday the fifth. is the second. Yeah, I'll I'll find no. out when it's really coming out, just so this that we can sound possible. educated. Okay. So 
Tuesday's the second. Tuesday's the second. Yeah. What calendar am I looking at? I don't know. Maybe the Lion calendar. Because it's election day, oh, too. Oh, October 2nd. I don't know how to read my yes. calendar. Okay. All right. November 2nd. Cool. Tuesday. Only only the best radio here. It's this new fancy MacBook Pro I got. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how to read calendar. Uh, yeah. So I'm going to say Tuesday, the second. All right. So, so yeah. So there's... So at first I thought this was a joke, right? There's apparently a peripheral called Game Boat. Okay? Yes. On the cover, it says Game Boat. It shows... Apparently this is a actual inflatable boat that's roughly the mass uh, or the volume of, I would say, two or three s- small children and is patterned after uh, the actual boat in Connect Adventures. And... The box is depicting um, some kind of crazed lunatic child uh, with his legs akimbo, uh, hovering, uh, maybe even levitating over the boat. Yep. You think that's going to sell, this game boat? It's a boat. Is it a boat by itself, or does it come with the game? No, no, you have to buy it separately. And they say that you can actually use it as a boat when you're not sitting in it in front of the TV or standing in it in front of the TV. It's just a boat. Yeah. I think this will test the extremes of peripheral sales. This is definitely the extreme of peripheral sales. Yeah. All right, we'll be right back. Arizona's News Talk Leader, KFNX, AM 1100. And we are back. That's right. It's Chatterbox Video Game Radio. If you'd like to give us a call, you can do that at 866-536-1100. And uh, before we continue, of course, I'm going to mention that wonderful place that I always do, the University of Advancing Technology. Their website is uat.edu. If you're interested in going to school for game design or anything really related to gaming, uh, at least take a look. Give it a shot. Uh, I went there, and um, they've gotten a lot cooler since I went there, so... Anyway, give it a try. Now, Game Boat, talked about that. I'm fascinated. What's interesting to me is actually it seems to be from a company called Play On, but the company that makes Play On software, I'm assuming, is totally unrelated to this. It's like some Italian, some kind of European company. I found their website. Yeah. Is it being sold in America? So that's also a good question. Well, I've definitely heard about it in other places. Anyway, I'll put that to rest. That's not... I don't know. That's crazy. Um, there's a few other things, though. We've got a Supreme Court decision that you wanted to talk about. I don't know if we'll cover that right now, or we can talk about Sonic. Let's talk about Sonic now. Let's let's hold that one for a little later. Okay, so let's. I'll lay down the basics for you. If you go to uh, to Golgotron.com, you'll see that I think Rich, somebody, uh, yeah, Rich wrote a quick bit about it. Uh, I guess somebody made what he's called a Sonic fan remix, and when I say somebody, I mean just like some dude, Pel- Pelican13 is his name, uh, pseudo name made what looks like a really cool version. It's just a graphically updated version what, of Sonic. What looks like better than Sonic 4 that just came out and was professionally developed and released. Yeah, so Sega recently made Sonic 4, which was meant to be uh, a sequel to, obviously, Sonic 3, and forgetting about all the Sonics that have happened since, it's just like the next in the series, it's very old school, and it's on Xbox Live Arcade, and I assume right. PSN, and all it's, that stuff. It really feels, I mean, Sonic 4, it really feels like they just took Sonic 1, and I don't even think the level designs are as strong. Right? The graphics are in HD. Uh, for some reason or another, Sonic is actually larger 
compared to uh, the other elements on the screen, which gives it a slight like China Warrior effect. I don't know what that means. That, in China Warrior, your character was like gigantic on the screen, so you couldn't see anything around you, right? Okay. So I, I find this a little ironic, right? Because in a game like Sonic, this is this is one thing that they totally could have taken advantage of that they didn't do, right? You know how like Castlevania, the Xbox Live one, has a super zoom out feature, right? Yeah. Well, how cool would it be, right, in Sonic if, for example, the camera zoomed out according to your speed? This is something really nice. One of the biggest drawbacks of Sonic was that you're going through all these corkscrews, all these cool things, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, right? But for all practical purposes, when you're going fast, you can't react to anything because everything is like, you know, yeah, a well, quarter they, second in front of you. And they also designed it such that you wouldn't have to react. If you're well, going really fast, well, they're going to make sure the enemies aren't in your way or you're in a mode that you can destroy the enemies. And if you're going to go through a wall, then that sure. wall's going to be where you land. That's, that's and, a concession they had to make, right? But unfortunately, the consequence... Well, it takes away from gameplay. Yeah, exactly. That's what it does, right? So anyway, so for some reason, they chose not to do that. They said, no... Let's make the Sonic sprite even bigger in proportion to this to the dimensions of the screen. Um, so the graphics look real nice. Everything looks real clean. For some from some reason or another, they decided to remove all momentum from Sonic's jump. In all the other classic Sonic games, Sonic has this kind of momentum, right? So if you jump right in, towards the right, let's say, and stop pressing right momentum will continue to carry you forward a little bit, right? Mm -hmm. In Sonic 4, once you stop moving your character towards the right, even in mid-jump, he actually completely loses all forward momentum. He just stops and drops? Yes. And then rolls. It's, it's, really, it's really awkward. I don't know why they did that. I don't know what's going I mean, on it's there. It's adding control. It's, but it is... It, yeah, I think it really uh, hurts Sonic. It's it just feels weird and awkward and different and I don't know why they did that if that was well, deliberate or not. It feels a bit not. like cheating to me. Yeah. I mean I haven't played it. Yeah. I'm saying it would feel like cheating because you can much more accurately get where you need to get, which might be why they did it. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I I don't feel like really many of the platforming challenges in that game actually require that kind of granularity of control. Well, that might also be why they made him bigger, so it's easier to jump on things. If any, if any part of him lands on something, but the world only knows. The point is that for years and years, people, Sega's been making Sonic games, and people have generally been saying, you know what, these kind of suck. I, they suck so much. I really wish they would just go back to the old ones. I liked the old ones. It's it's funny because Sonic has like this this group of fans, right? This rabid fanboy group. It's all nostalgia, like I mentioned before, man. Right, but it's then, all nostalgia because it wasn't that good. But then this comes out and. I don't know. I don't get the impression that the Sonic fanboys have been satiated. It's like one of these mystical things like no matter what's done to Sonic, one way or the other, although admittedly many of the releases have been extremely disappointing. No matter it's almost like no matter what's done to it, the the fans will never be satiated. And I wonder if if Sonic just doesn't have any any sort of staying power in today's environment. Yeah. Well, well, the funny thing is, about, but... I was talking to my friend about it, right? And he was like, hey, Ara, Sonic was never really that good. Yeah. And then I was, I was like, I thought about that for a second. I was like, that's about right. I think the best Sonic was the first one. And a lot of people will say it's number two. Yeah. Well, in a lot of ways, I think it was the first one, right? Um. There was just something very formulaic about the ones that were released after it 
before Sonic Adventure. When Sonic Adventure came out, uh, that was kind of like a gigantic mess. Are you, are you talking about the one that was... The Dreamcast one. Well, there's more than one Dreamcast one. The first Dreamcast the three, one. The 3D one. Though. Yeah, the 3D one. Okay. Because there was like Sonic Crush R, which is a racing yeah. one, and then there was... That was Sega Saturn. Oh, oh yeah. There's... Oh, yeah. There's, and then there was the one that was the... the there's 3D Blast. You're thinking of 3D that's Blast? That's the one I'm thinking of. Yeah, I can't it's isometric perspective. That's the word I was looking for. I have... I have there are a few... There are times... A few times in my life where I... I've felt extreme sadness and remorse after purchasing a game. Sonic 3D Blast was one of them. <laughs> I mean, it was just, it was just like me looking at the screen with my mouth agape, just like mouthing "What the f?" And I couldn't believe that it was so bad. It was. I, I didn't even have that many expectations at that point. That yeah, that came out. That was Saturn. that was the basically the first example of them moving past Sonic. Maybe Sonic Crush R came out first. I don't know, but that was total diversion. Well, Sonic R was racing, right? Yeah. Then like, but I, I think Sonic 3D Blast was the first like adventure game that wasn't like the old ones. Right. You know, after it, the, it had the Sonic so much, it had thing. so much potential, and it wasn't even it wasn't even developed by the original team. I don't think any it had of potential. these potential. What makes it even have potential? It had potential. With the, with the, the pers- I imagined a much better game than what I was met with when I started playing it. Okay. It was it was almost like Robotron. Like I was playing Robotron lately. Okay, Robotron 2084. The I'm, ar- I'm familiar with the that arcade game. game. I actually, I mean, I've seen people play it. I heard about it. Like it had some amount of respect with it. Like okay, like Robotron. Like okay, first dual stick game. Like like Smash TV. Like you know, I had some respect for it. Okay. So much when I actually started playing it seriously for score and performance, I lost so much respect for that game. I was like, this game was way better before I actually started seriously playing it. Why? There's there's so much. First of all, every single thing in the game is like strobing at you, challenging you to to uh, just fall over with some kind of epilepsy, <laughs> right? But I mean so, that that has to do with the technology at the time. No, no, no. See, someone told me that, and I don't buy that because you don't have to make every single thing in the game strobe as much as possible with opposing colors. They they took that. This is like um, what's that game? But it it was the future, man. Yeah, it was a little bit too futuristic, right? That <laughs> one. So like, there's just like you you collect humans and you avoid the robots. One of the humans looks just like a robot but a little narrower. Then there's these these crazy. Your shots are so thin. That half the time, you you shoot things that you didn't think you shot, and you don't shoot things that you could have sworn deserved shooting. Then there's half the things on the screen move faster than you, right? Which is, in my opinion, insano game design, right? It's just it's designed to yeah, take but your, your bullets away. move really fast. Your bullets move fast, but your character moves really slow. Yeah. And there's so many there's so many parts in the game where it's like it's just like a battle of attrition, right? Like remember when we were talking about Castlevania? I don't even remember if we were talking about that, right? But one of the original tenets of let's say when they were making Symphony of the Night was okay, every single bo- uh, enemy in this game should be able to be or situation even should be able to be dispatched if you're good enough without ever getting hit, right? But in Robotron that does not happen at all. There are so many situations where you're just effed. You just have to you just choose. Maybe you're to, just not good enough. You know what? That's very possible. But when things move, that, that's what happens when things move faster than you. And that's a really good way to ensure that the player always has an out if they're good enough is to make enemy movements 
at most as fast as the player, and sometimes at most a little slower than the well, player. Well, I still say he had a big advantage by shooting quickly, but he was also limited by the number of directions he could shoot. Well, th- there's that, It too. was very old school. Yeah. Anyway, long story short, a fan-made Sonic fan remix, and people seem to like that better than the official I, Sega I think one. it looks better in... It's yeah. just a graphic overhaul. It looks better And it's me. just like one level. But the music's better. Sonic music 4's was music was just lame. So lame. Anyway. Elevator music. We have another break, and we shall be right back. It's me, Mario. You're listening to Chatterbox Video Game Radio. It's a number one. Woo-hoo! And we're back. 866-536-1100 if you want to give us a call. I finally joined that there chat room. I hear there's a lot of action going on in that chat room lately. Oh, there is action. Molly Fan is is blowing up at you. Indeed. Maybe because I said that you said bad things. but um, It's all, all right. good. Well, we've got more. Um, and just to wrap up this, the Sonic thing, go to uh, Golgatron.com and look at the, the video. It's just copied from YouTube. Um but it's good that you go to our Golgotron site anyway. Uh, go there and look at what what Rich uh, posted about it. The and, fan um, the fan the remake is certainly much more lush and detailed. Yeah, and the difference I think is that someone who actually appreciated it probably you know I I bet that the guy who built it actually appreciated Sonic and wanted to see that happen. The, you know, there's... whereas the people who built the real game were probably just assigned it. I really get that feeling too. There's a lot to be said for that. A lot of times. Especially, mm, I don't know. I was going to say especially in video games, but it's actually not especially at all. But certain games, you can tell when it's a labor of love. And also certain games, you can tell, is a labor of commerce. Yeah. And, yeah, Sonic 4, I would get. I would say the same thing. It does so seem like you're like assigned to it. Dude's Big Adventure, labor of love. It's a combination of love and assignment. Okay. I, I remember you telling me how you were spending like two weeks after it was supposed to be done yeah. continuing to work on it. Yeah. So. Yeah. It uh, well, sounded, so, sounded so, to me like you really cared about that game. I did. I did. Sometimes, I mean, well, sometimes in professional game development, most of the time you don't get to pick what you work on. And so if you're lucky, you get to work on something where you can find something meaningful within it. And then you can love what you're doing. Can we find out when that's coming up, by the way? We can totally find out. Uh, that will require the power of technology, my friend. I am going to look it up. I, I'm, I'm sure that it's next month. So wh- while, you're look- when. While, you're, while you're looking it up, I'm going to tell everybody Ooh. about another story. Three weeks. November there 14th. There you go. Dude's Big Adventure. So all you need For the THQ U-Draw. All you need to do is buy the U-Draw and then buy the game. No sweat. Game's gonna be only thirty bucks. Yep. Why well, say no? Exactly. All right. You should just you should buy twelve, really. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So remember when we were talking about Minecraft? Yes, just last week, in fact. So something a little funny happened with the Minecraft. Nothing funny happened with Minecraft. No. Well, it's not funny, haha. It's 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 a little more serious than funny. Uh oh. Um. It's more like funny. What the f? But so we've. You know about the 4chan, right? Yes. And this this 
entity who likes to be called anonymous, which is made up of legion of four channers. Yes. Right. So I used to be a fan of the anonymous. Right. We'd go down to the art walk down in Phoenix here. First, right. First Friday you're talking about. And there's there's a church of Scientology that just happens to be there, and so every once in a while the the four channers like to congregate there in their uh, Guy Fawkes masks, and. At one time, I was a big fan. I was like, yeah, you guys go. You guys are awesome. And I was like, yeah, us. And, of course, they all looked at me like, who is this person? And should we run away now or in three seconds? Right? You're saying that the 4chaners didn't know what you were doing? They they were they about? were taken aback um, by my gregariousness, let's say. Okay. okay. So that was a little awkward. I mean, I guess they're used to being awkward, but what do I know? But now, now this um, this anonymous claims to be responsible for this um, distributed denial of service attack, DDoS attack, on the Minecraft servers. And why? This is the best part. So they attacked the servers to bring them down. And but, now, now answer that question. Why did they do it? Because the guy, the one guy who made the game, was not releasing updates fast enough. So we love this game so much, we're gonna put it out of commission. <laughs> so let me to, to basically strong arm you to to terrorize terrorize the developer. <laughs> this is terrorism. This is straight up terrorism. Yeah, into uh, doing something. Like the guy could just drop it and not work on it anymore. And they're saying you better work on it, or this we're is, gonna take it down. This is if Tony Soprano was on 4chan, this is something he would do. Yep. All right. And and I and I am very disappointed in their behavior. You guys should be ashamed of yourselves. Right. I want to read you the actual post. However, you should go take down all other gaming blogs and go only to Chatterbox and Golgatron. And this is also a good thing to do. <laughs> so, somebody, some anonymous posting said, to describe what happened, the attack was designed to, quote, send the Minecraft creator a clear message about how the future of Minecraft will turn out unless he gets to work, namely by influencing the amount of sales taking place due to the attacks. Like, you guys, that's really going to work? Uh, you know what I think he should do? I think that he should say, okay, guys, every time you do this, I'm going to delay any proposed updates, any announced updates further and further. Because you know what? You can't negotiate with terrorists. Well, I'm with you. However, you also have to satisfy the rest of your your followers who uh, who didn't attack you. Right. So it's tough. Right. Well, this is this is indeed the um, this is the spot that the anonymous people like to put themselves in, right? It's like if you don't do anything, then they get their laughs. If you do something, then they get their laughs. So it's just all about ultimate trolling, I guess. Yeah. No, I actually listened to. Um, <clears throat> are you familiar with TED Talks? No. Okay. Well, the guy who started 4chan, Chris. Moot is, is yeah. his nickname. I know I about the moot. Yeah. Uh, he did a TED Talk, which is something that you should oh, go those, learn about. those TED Talks. Yes, yes. those TED okay. Talks. I, was, I, I thought you were talking about a less popular talk about a guy named, named Ted. Ted? Yeah. No. So he did a TED Talk, and I just happened to listen to that like yesterday or the day before. I think yesterday. Yeah. And uh, it was interesting. He's no bones about it. Like He knows that 4chan is just a bunch of basically a-holes um see i thought at first i thought they were for justice but they're not for justice they are for chaos and that's just silly 
that's just basically that's just like if you're like a, you just take like a stupid child but i mean they've done good things like give, like protesting no the, but see that's the thing that invalidates that invalidates everything good that they have done because it was not in the spirit this, of this justice minecraft thing it was yes this and other things that they have done well ju- just for the justice lull. to them is the guy releasing new updates no 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 come on i no. mean clearly it was vigilante justice it's it's no form of justice my friend Okay. Well, I'm sorry you feel that way. I'm sorry I feel I, I'm sorry they did this. I'm I'm going to tell you right now I am working on a topic for later in the show. Yeah. Discovering it as we speak for next segment. I'm very excited. This is this is how forward thinking we are. <laughs> yes. This is high technology, my friends. Well, I've got a computer in front of me. That's how I work. This is what we can do. Okay. So something else I wanted to talk. Oh, you know what? No, before we even do that. Okay. Something Stacks else. of paper. Something know. else kind of small, but important. Okay, since Connect is coming out soon, right? Next Tuesday. Guess how much they're spending on marketing Connect? Um, fifty million dollars. Five hundred bill. Wait, five hundred million dollars. <laughs> Half a billion. Half a billion. American dollars. Not okay. We're not talking about um distribution or development. No, we're talking about sheer marketing cashola. And I have not been sent a free version yet. I have not, but apparently everybody who went on Oprah one day got one. Yeah. Right? I'm sure they were all wondering, like, what are we getting? Yeah. <laughs> they all seemed very, it's, very excited well, about if, it. Yes, if it's free, it's very exciting. You know what bugs me? When they give away stuff like that, they never actually give it away. They're like, we're going to send it to you when it releases. No, you can't have it early because they'll just sell it on eBay. Yeah. This is this is a bit like the McDonald's prize I won, the the McDonald's Monopoly. When did you win McDonald's I, I, Monopoly? Uh, last week. Really? Yeah, I won a five dollar Walmart gift card. Oh. Okay. Which okay. which after after I uh, registered my winning entry, I was informed that I would receive it in the mail within eight to ten weeks. Yeah. No. Okay. Five dollars. Can't even spend it everywhere at Walmart. And then I looked up the odds of me getting this stamp. Guess what the odds were? Um, I'm going to say 1 in 15,000. 1 in 655. Oh, just 655. Yeah. Okay. I'm the luckiest person in the world. Because <laughs> you, you won a... 1 out of 655. 0.014% yeah, opportunity? Yeah, that, that was amazing. Anyway, I can't, I can't believe how much they're spending. This is... 0.14%. Yeah. yeah, but back on topic... Even though I derailed it, um, they're spending so much money. This is more money that they spent on marketing on this than on the 360 when it launched. Do you do you realize this? Well, no, because I don't know what numbers you know were associated with the 360. Well, just under 500 million, apparently. Okay. Right. <laughs> According to you. <laughs> yes, I'm a trusted source. So, I I, I just. This is what they're doing, I think. This is how this is how big companies mitigate crappy products. If they can stuff it down enough people's throats, it just reaches this point of no return where they th- there's no choice for it to sell tons because they've just inundated the market with well, it. So let's let's actually think about this in another way. We talked before. Uh, and I mean, on some previous program, we we're totally going to talk about this when we get back, right? Sure. Think about during the break. Think about the GameCube. Think about the Wii. We've talked about in the past how the Wii is just a GameCube with a new controller. They could have released the Wii remotes 
on the GameCube and opted to make it a whole system, which was just a marketing ploy to tell people, we've got this new thing. Even though it's not new, it's just a new controller. That relates to how they're marketing the Kinect. We'll be right back. As a- All right, we're back again. It's Chatterbox Video Game Radio. If you'd like to call in, now's your last chance. 866-536-1100. And if you want to visit uat.edu, well, you have as many chances as you want. That's the website for the University of Advanced Technology, and I say check it out. Now, the Kinect. Um, I told you to think about the GameCube over the break, and apparently the people in the chat room are thinking about the GameCube. So the Wii came out, they, or they said, uh, we've got these new fancy controllers. It's on a totally new system. You need to go out and buy it. Because there's this whole concept of buying, or psychology behind getting a new system, meaning you're getting something better and different. Um, and the Kinect is just a new controller. Right. Uh, even though it's a camera and some microphones, right? right? It's a new controller for an existing system. So they could have released a whole new system like Nintendo did. And a method for Microsoft to spy in your home. Yeah. But that would have meant like a whole... You know, more development of the system and R&D and, and everything that goes into creating a whole new system, they decided not to, partially because nobody else is putting out new systems now, so they don't really need to. Um, and also because, you know, if, they, if they're willing to put the budget behind it, the same, like you said, like the same or bigger budget than an entire systems release, yeah. uh, then they could be as successful. Uh, I mean... Technically, they're still segmenting the market because of the people who have an Xbox 360, you're guaranteed that not everyone will get this um, camera peripheral. Right. Uh, but then again, if you released a whole new system, you would be starting from scratch again and have to build up to the market share that you have with the 360. And the 360 now has a very good market share, at least in the U.S. Right. Uh, <clears throat> so it doesn't surprise me at all to hear that they're uh, attacking this from a marketing standpoint with as much fervor as they did for the original system it's kind of ironic though because it's like the worse the product is without making a judgment on the goodness or badness of this product in particular the worse it is your profit potential can be mitigated by the volume of money you pour into it at the beginning well that that is the lesson you're taking from it it's not necessarily the lesson they're trying to to teach. I, I, no, but I, I well, I don't, I don't know if they're trying to teach anything, right? But the other, the other thing that works in their favor, assuming that it's true, is that they've announced, or whether it's been officially announced or whatever, uh, apparently the word is that they're making profit on every single con of this sold, right? So instead of yes. the hardware being a lost leader, right? Now at least because they're making a strict profit on it straight up. This is now if the if the product tanks terribly, it's not so bad for them because they're at least they're making money. Yeah. On each well, one. I mean, they're making money based on the cost per unit of manufacture, but I doubt you can't say that they're making money if you put in R and D development well, costs no, no, because no, no. they haven't sold not. any yet. Of course not. I'm, I'm just like you said. I'm just thinking about it on those terms, right? So here's the other funny thing is that with this this kind of product is so critical for them, and I would actually see the same thing about the move for Sony, that they have no choice, regardless of the outcome of reality, they have no choice but to declare this shortly after it's released a resounding success. Even if it's not. 
Right. Yeah. And, and they'll just, have a much better chance because they are marketing it. And I haven't seen, I've seen maybe one ad for the PlayStation Move, and it right. didn't catch my attention to even realize it was a PlayStation this Move is, ad. This is literally wide-scale propaganda that they that happens in, in, in politics, but they're, they're, be, they're doing it for Yeah, but, you know, the quality is going to follow. Like, when they demonstrate to developers that there is a big market now for these games, they're, you know, developers are going to work harder and produce better things. So it's, I mean, it's like the opposite of Catch-22. They're, they're creating the market, and then the quality for that market will result well, from the size of that, what, like, that success. Like the Wii did? Or uh, didn't? Well... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't think it's going to fall. I okay. think that they're in... Here's hey, the... Ara's argument, by the way, is that the Wii has not produced very good games, <laughs> regardless of its commercial success. Which is pretty... I think we're all in agreement about that. Yeah, there's not much. There's not much. <laughs> this is... See, here's the problem that they're going to run into. The problem they're going to run into is that... Let's look at the Wii. Like, the Wii has the, the subset of games that can be produced using a Wii interface is, I believe, smaller than the expansive games that you can generally play with a controller. Now, having said that, I believe that the subset of games that can, that can be produced using a Kinect-style control method is... Meaning no controller at all. Yeah. Is, Your body is the controller. Yeah, is even narrower than what you can do with the Wii. And for that reason, I think that they're facing a super uphill battle you know I've always criticized it. That's one of the reasons why. Yeah. There's just some things it'll do really well, but that body of things that it will do well is so much more limited than anyone wants to give credit to. You know what I love is that I heard uh, You Don't Know Jack is coming out for it, okay. so you won't have to deal with a bunch of controllers, getting a whole bunch of people uh, you know, hooked oh, up I'd, and, I'd and like learning to how to use how it. That works. I would love to do it. But you're, here's the thing. like I agree with you that it is a narrower group, but... What's funny is the rest of the world will say, no, it opens it up to everybody. It's so much wider now. Well, we'll see, won't we? Yeah, but the problem is it's like when before the Wii was out and I said one of the problems with the Wii is going to be guaranteed that you're not going to have the accuracy that you're looking for. Um, to play Street Fighter, you need to know that when you hit the strong button, it's going to produce a strong attack on screen. Right. And that doesn't happen on the Wii. Like you, you swing your fake golf club one strength and you swing in another and you get the same maxed strength right. or you want to make it just a little bit a partial strength one and, and you end up shooting it too hard because you're not used to it or even after you are used to it it's still such a subtle motion that um or, or a very small uh spectrum of strength that you know so you move it a little bit or you move it a little bit more and it's suddenly way stronger i'm having a very hard time yeah, vocalizing. You yeah but it's, it's it's obvious you don't have as much latitude of control you just yeah. don't it's it's much less precise, and so it's much harder for those of us that have grown for 20 years on these games that uh, allow for precision um, to accept these games that simply don't offer it. And I, like one complaint I've had with the Wii is that you know I'm a grown man and I can swing that remote with a certain force that a three-year-old girl can't. Right. I should be able to calibrate that game to understand what my max swing is and use that to produce a max swing in the game. Because then I could do a half strength swing and get a half strength. Right. Um, and it might be that the hardware just maxes out. Like at some point it doesn't recognize a more powerful motion. But I'd like to think the Sony Move can. Right. Or they, um, they've set up the software to only accept the smaller range. Yeah. And Either if, way. If, if the hardware is capable, then they have just screwed the pooch on that one. And I can only assume for their sakes 
that it's a hardware limitation. Otherwise, there's not much excuse. Yeah, I, I just think I think that they've they've drunk the Kool Aid, and now their quest is to get as many people to drink their Kool Aid, lest they find out that this is a much lamer than it really is. Well, yeah, but I mean, do you think they're going to succeed? You, well, at this point, it, it's it's like wow, wow. I was just I was just thinking of invoking Nazi Germany. That would really be jumping the shark. Yeah. But so I won't do that. But it at this point, it's like it doesn't just like the Wii, it doesn't matter how good it is. This is it's like this is a battle of numbers. If they can convince enough people to say it's awesome, even if it sucks, then the consensus will be that it's awesome. It's, it's, this is literally a, a propaganda battle with a gigantic mass of population. And so they, their quest is to shape the population's opinion by this $500 million and other methods that they're using to put the propaganda. And if they're successful, everyone will think it's awesome. It doesn't matter if it's good or not. And if they're unsuccessful, then they will not have been able to persuade the critical mass of people in order to have that happen. Yeah, well, basically what you're saying is they're going to be successful because they're so, throwing so much money at it. Right, and I think I think that's one of the reasons why they are throwing so much money, right? Yeah. It's like in poker, right? It's when you have really, really crappy hand, right? Some people like to not just bet a lot, right, but just bet an insane amount. You bet so much that you're scaring the pants off of the guy who's in your hand. He make, Just to make him so scared that he's not even going to 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 think that you might be bluffing. Basically you're suggesting Microsoft is bluffing? I think they're bluffing. Yeah, I think this is a huge 500 million dollar bluff. That's what I think it is. Really? Yeah. That that is the summary that we needed. That's the sound bite. There you go. I can tell you that because this is going to be the the holiday gift, the big gift of the season, the hard thing to get, the thing that will be impossible to get until like next March. I'm going to have to go out Tuesday morning and not go to Fry's, by the way, because they will try to bundle the hell out of it. Huh. Uh, I will probably end up going to the store that cannot be named so that I can acquire one Tuesday morning um, so that I will have it. Uh, even if I don't end up using it or liking it, but I need to have it so I can talk about it and tell you how Indeed. good or crap it is. And because I think maneuvering the Netflix menu with my hands only will be... Well, I know you've been dreaming of that for months and months. Actually, I, I'm not confident the next Netflix menu will allow that. But, but some, <laughs> the some Xbox menu, menu will. You wish some menu will move by your hand. Dude, if Netflix doesn't, I'll be so mad. <laughs> anyway. I'd like to be there when you when you, when you you experience that. Yeah. Uh, by the way, totally new subject again. Go on Netflix and watch the movie LXD, The Legion of Extraordinary Dancers. Saw that this weekend. Wow, crazy idea for a movie. The LXD. Anyway, uh, another week, another Chatterbox show in the can. Thank you for listening, everyone. We'll be back next week, maybe even with Danny B. from Super Meat Boy. Danny Baranowski. Bye, everyone. We'll be back next week. You've been listening to Chatterbox Video Game Radio. Tune in next week for more tips and info and the latest and greatest in video gaming. And remember, all your base are belong to us.